Welcome to another episode of Hoosier Nerds Broadcast with your host, Broadcast. Mikey Tim, and the two Chris's. <laughs> no Tim today. He's very busy at work, he said. That's what he put in the group chat, that he was very busy at work. So no Tim today. Jesus. It is big game Sunday. Can we say Super Bowl or will the NFL sue us? Uh, it was for last week, so we can say, say it again. Super Bowl, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. Okay, so no Super Bowl. So Super Bowl Sunday is before the game, so we don't know who won yet. Um, I don't really care who wins, honestly. As long as it's but, not they. Huh? I got money on the Bucks, so let's let's root for the Bucks, guys. I and mean, I got I got money on heads. If if my parlay hits, I'm gonna be a very uh, I'm gonna have a lot of money in my pocket. He's gonna have twenty five dollars. No, I'm gonna have twenty five hundred dollars <laughs> in my pocket. Actually, no, twenty five thousand dollars in my pocket. But parlays never hit. Nah. Yeah, they yeah. do. I hit, I hit a hundred dollar parlay in the summer. How many parlays have you played since? Uh, more than I need to tell you. <laughs> See, there you go. <laughs> so there's your odds. <laughs> but I'm positive because of that hundred dollar parlay. Cause I only put like uh, five bucks down. Oh, okay. Well, before we get to our topic. Today, we got a few movie news, I guess. Movie, streaming news. TV shows, streaming shows, whatever. So what I found out, um, when was this posted? This was posted today. Uh, New Transformers movie, working title, timeline, and details revealed, question mark. So the director is Steve Steve Capel Jr., which he directed Creed 2. So it is supposed to be called... um, Transformers Beast Alliance, and it will take a take place in the Bumblebee timeline, timeline, and will Ooh. be set in the 1990s. This is according to Movie Web. So, um, it's going to be set in um, the film will have a flavor of a heist film that will span from Brooklyn to South America. So it's like Fast and the Furious with Transformers. Oh no! Just we need a, a, a Transformers heist movie. <laughs> <laughs> It's like uh, uh, it's like Fast and Furious with Transformers. Yes. Uh, All I can think of about heist movies anymore is a Rick and Morty episode. episode. Say no more. <laughs> There's no confirmation on which Transformers will appear in the movie, but the working title strongly suggests that the nineteen that the '90s series Beast Wars will be brought to live action in some capacity. Beast Wars so, is pretty good, though. Um. There you go. So we got a new, looks like that Paramount is pushing for another uh, Transformers movie. Uh, I say, think they are squeezing. They are squeezing every bit of money they can out of Transformers. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like they're like, there's so many more, there's so many titles that they've done with Transformers. And I don't, I really don't care for any of it. Bumblebee was uh, okay. It says a uh, late spring, early summer shooting schedule. And now, is this new? It talks about a 22. No, this is old. But it talks about the Transformers getting a, a summer 22 annou- or a date, but that, that goes clear back to May, so we don't know how real that is. But that is those, that's the um, movie news I've got so far. Uh, I think that's all that we've got. No, Morgan Mullen's been uh, kicked out of everything country because he said a racial slur in a video. 
he's a country star. Actually, he's one of the hottest country stars out right now. His name is Morgan Wallen. He said a bad word that you're not supposed to say. Well, he called somebody a bad word. Not a bad, well, it is a bad word. So he said a bad word, and it was on video, but it wasn't a racial slur, but it was a racial slur. Does that mean anything? Yeah. Was, he used a racial same... slur without making it racial. Let's put it that way. So, like, his his record labels dumped him. He's been kicked off the award shows. Radio stations won't play his songs anymore. But his sales and songs have gone up 300% since this <laughs> Because people feel like he's being wronged. <laughs> yeah. Because everybody else can sing about it, and it's no big deal. So. Huh. Was it the same word that PewDiePie said on the and uh, on the the um, bridge? Yeah, uh, the bridge. Yeah, I, I don't think I, so. I, I don't it know. It rhymes with the part of a gun that you sh- that you put that you. Oh, okay. Sh- yeah. So it is the same. It is the same word. Did he use the hard R or? I don't know. No, yeah. it wasn't. Oh. Uh, he was like, well, it wasn't like a hard R. He was like his buddy. Like they were drunk and his. But he was leaving, and he was yelling at him, and I think is what it was. Oh, it was, it a, it was a, out. It was a PewDiePie bridge incident, you know. So yeah, it, there was no intent. I mean, you know what I mean. You still can't use that word, but there was yeah. no intent behind it. There was no maliciousness no. behind it. Uh, no. He just got caught saying it. So, Morgan Wallen yeah. is. Uh, yeah. I still listen to whiskey glasses, so who cares? I, I won't. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's bad of me to be like eh, everybody else writes him off, but I'll still listen to him. But yeah, that's. I feel the same way. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a fan of his anyway, so it's no big deal. But I mean, it's, there's been a lot worse said by I, other people who haven't been canceled. So Mikey and I grew up in the uh, wild west of Xbox Live party chats, <laughs> so <laughs> we're pretty yeah. immune to any of that. <laughs> If, if any of those recordings ever come out of how our party chats were, or even public chats, Mikey, yeah, I, I, mm, we'd be in trouble. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if like Microsoft has those like saved like anybody could, like just in their hard drive. Like they open up a door, it's got all their servers. Like, and this is the the cancellation possibility. Like servers where we could keep all those bad chats, and they can oh. just. If anybody tries to backstab Microsoft, it was like, well, back in 2006, you got, you wrote this. It's like, oh, okay. Oh, Mikey's running for president. Time to release his Xbox yeah. party chat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, here, wait, here, here, here's some interesting news from MovieWeb. Casey Anthony is producing an authorized documentary oh. about her daughter's death. Are you is kidding it gonna me? Is it going to be where she admits? Uh, oh. Huh? Is it going to be where she admits she killed her? I, she didn't. I don't think she killed her. It's like OJ's book. Like this is how I did it. If I did do it, or something. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think she did it. She, I, I don't I think, think she, OJ did it either. <laughs> <laughs> I well, I lived in Florida. That happened in Orlando, and I lived in Florida at the time when all of that was going on, including the trial. I watched a lot of that trial. They there was they did nothing to prove. That she did anything. There was no hard evidence that she did anything, and that's why she went. She she walked because there really was, there was no evidence. Yeah, it was all circumstantial. I do think her dad did something. About I think her dad was in on it. 
that's my that's my that's my theory. I think her dad disposed of the body. I think she drowned mm-hmm. in the swimming pool. That's just my theory. But I think she drowned in the swimming pool, like they said in the uh, in the in the uh, trial. And I think her dad um, disposed of the body, helped her because disp- he he tried to off himself at one point. Mm-hmm. And um, she is dumber than a box of rocks, and she's a compulsive liar. So you never know what is true or what is a lie coming out of her mouth. So how do we know the uh, the show is actually or the documentary is actually going to happen? Well, that, I mean, this is true. So she's teaming up with a couple of uh, movie producers to develop the movie described as an authorized documentary with Anthony executive producing. Where does she get the money to executive produce a movie? I can't even get movie for my. Do- I can't even get money for my documentary. And she's probably she's, made a lot of money off of this. All how, you know, books up books. That? She ain't got no book. It would be like a it would be like a Dr. Seuss book. <laughs> because she's just a she told the police that she worked for Universal Studios. Well, she did at one point. That it was, but and like she took him to this place and she was like, Yeah, the, the office is down this hallway. And they like went down the hallway and she like opened up a, a like a, a a utility closet or something. So she's just not I don't She's know. There. That's, oh, a, oh. that's a train wreck to watch, that's for sure. So we'll have to check that one out. Hopefully the book has pictures, though. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably got pop-up pictures. <laughs> a pop-up yeah, picture? It is. A it pop-up be a pop-up book. Book. Yeah. <laughs> Impressive. So did you guys see the trailer for uh, the Pacific Rim animated series? No. I did. I'm interested. I love Pacific Rim, but yeah, I'm, I'm trying to figure out the timeline of it. Is it? It's a, is it like after the two? Because if it's after the two movies, it really doesn't make sense. Because I thought like they kind of like closed the the portal or kind of wiped out their yeah their living in space. But I don't know. I guess we'll probably find out. Kind of like on WandaVision, we're kind of we just found out that you know it's happening after Endgame. Spoilers, but yeah, well, I have not seen this episode this week, so well, I had to. So, you know how last week everybody was starting to come back from you know Endgame when they've snapped everybody back, or did did you see last week's Chris? I saw last week's episode, yes. okay. So, I had to Kimberly and I were watching it, I paused it. I was like, we cannot watch this because she hasn't seen Infinity War or Endgame oh, okay. until last night, and it was aw- I don't see it was awesome, but it was like it was nice seeing her reaction because she cried for like the entire like half last half of Infinity War. Uh-huh. I, was like, I was like, that's exactly how I felt when I was watching that in theaters, and then same for it, Endgame. Yeah, it'd be nice to like go back and experience like that, watching it for the first time again. Mm-hmm. Because there, there's really nothing like it. That's that's a lot of movies and stuff. It's like watching it for the first time. It's like it's a good feeling. I wish I could do that for Game of Thrones. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Because I want to go back and rewatch Game of Thrones, but it's like I still have that show burned in my head. I just don't remember what season stuff happened. So I would yeah. kind of like to to go back and rewatch Star Wars. Like I've never seen it again. Not the well, like all of them. But then uh-huh. I could, and I, then I would have to remember how shitty the first three movies are. Well, the first <laughs> three movies are so. <laughs> well, 
if you go back and re- if you go back and re- you know wipe your memory on all six or nine of them, I forgot about you know the last three. You'd probably think the latest three are the best. <laughs> no. Well, it's just like our generation thinks episodes one, two, and three are the best, or at least two and three. No. Well, I did like I've got Rogue One up there. Rogue One's up there before. It's better. I, I like Rogue One better than Empire, or not Empire, but uh, Return a uh, Jedi, Return of the Jedi. Not the, you just can't say Jedi anymore. They ruined it when they named what? the last Jedi. Well, Return <laughs> Return was one of the was the worst of the th- of the originals. Yeah. Because we, got, it, we always got Star Wars, but oh well. It's, it's, it rules our world. <laughs> mm-hmm. But anyway, we digress away from Star Wars, and we get to the topic at hand. Unless you guys got any more news, I have nothing. No. Um, I got some news. What? You're, you're a boomer. I confirm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> okay. So with tonight, tonight, today, this afternoon, we are bringing up Super Bowl halftime shows through the years. What was the best and worst? Um, of course, they had a halftime show. Actually, at kind of had a halftime show way back at Super Bowl one. So Super Bowl one was in nineteen sixty seven, which explains why we're at fifty five, and that was the performers that year. Um, were I got it right here if you want me to. The University of Arizona Symphonic Marching Band and Grambling State University Marching Band. Al Hurt, Anaheim Sky, Anaheim High School, Anaheim Steppers Drill Team, and Flag Girls. Now, why can't we get that? Now, Al Hurt, I guess at the time he was a trumpeter. He was a trumpeter and band leader. He's got a bunch of million selling records. He did the theme song for the Green Hornet. Okay, well, that's kind of cool. Um, so he might have been somebody back in 67. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who Al Hurt is. Um, it was mostly through the years. I mean, it was, uh, you know, Grambling State played a lot of halftime shows. You had Florida A&M would play halftime shows. A lot, Just a lot of bands and... and uh, a lot of high school bands and college bands. Super Bowl four, I guess, you've got <laughs> the Super Bowl four was held at Tulane Stadium in New Orleans, right? So this is before the Superdome was built. It's ni- January of nineteen seventy. They had Marguerite Piazza. Anybody know who that is? No. Uh, American <laughs> soprano entertainer and philanthropist from New Orleans. Doc Severinsen, that's a big name. He was a band leader on the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. Al Hurt again. That guy was popular. Lionel Hampton, which he was a uh, he was a band leader. I've heard of Lionel Hampton and the great Carol Channing. What Carol Channing did, I have no clue. Maybe she sang, but Carol <laughs> Channing was the <laughs> what a halftime show. Doc Severinsen and Carol Channing. Welcome to the Super Bowl halftime show. I'm Carol Channing. <laughs> Super Bowl six had Ella Fitzgerald and Carol Channing's back. They couldn't get enough of her for Super Bowl four. They brought her back for Super Bowl six. Uh, Andy Williams in Super Bowl seven. That's a big name. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Andy Williams. Are you kidding me? No. He's like uh, uh, he had his own TV show. He he's like kind of like Bing Crosby kind of singing guy. Oh, uh, okay. Um. So you basically were just peppered with marching bands. 
And um, TV personalities. And yes. And Super but, Bowl eleven. No, yeah. wait. Wait, what about Super Bowl eleven? That Walt Disney uh produced. Oh it. yeah, the new Mouseketeers. Right? Mm-hmm. With yes. an audience card stun. <laughs> Whatever an audience card stun. That must be where they flip it, you know, for different colors. Yeah. Yeah, they brought out the staples of Disney hits that year with It's a Big, Wide, Wonderful World, the Mickey Mouse Club theme, and It's a Small World, to name a few. Um, 1980 is the first year that Up With People showed up. What is Up With People? Is that like a band or something? Okay, this says, let me open this in another. Uh, Up With People is an American nonprofit organization that uses a five-month program involving... Uh, the performing arts volunteering and various workshops focus around intercultural communication to teach young adults how to interact in multicultural. I, I, it was just, it was like, it was like a dancing thing. It's like a national band or national, like marching band or dance group. You, okay. So do you, do you remember the South Park episode with getting gay with kids? Yeah. Same thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Is that what they're perform- making fun of? They perform, yes, yeah, getting gay with kids is making fun of up with people. They were in Super Bowl 14, 17, and 20. Uh, up with people were so <laughs> that's awesome. Oh man, um, you just had a bunch of the first one. The reason, okay, so what happened was, um, you had you did, I mean, you had you were they were spot, they were spotty, they did have a they had uh, oh, they didn't they had some guy named Elvis Presto. They just had cheesy acts all the way through. I mean, believe it or not, Super Bowl twenty two, which is nineteen eighty eight. They did have Chubby Checker and the Rockettes. <laughs> so I like that name, Chubby Checker. Chubby Checker. He he was the you know, come on, baby, let's do the twist. That's Chubby Checker. Oh. Um. I'm glad you know that. It doesn't mean <laughs> I had no it idea. Didn't, so it did. There wasn't anybody. Okay. So okay. So here it is. The the biggest thing ever. Okay, I remember this because I remember this. So it's 1992, um, Super Bowl 26. Who played in Super Bowl 26? Does anybody know? No. <laughs> yeah. All right. Super Bowl 26 was. Bills. Okay, so it was the Redskins and the Bills, which I think the Bills got blown out. Well, that was one of their that was their four year losing streak. Yes. So during the halftime, um, so in Living Color was a skit show, right? Like Saturday Night Live, kind of. By and it was produced uh, Keenan Ivory Wayans, and it had his whole family on there, and that's where Jim Carrey got his start. David Allen Greer got his start. Marlon Wayans, um, Damon Wayans, they were all on there. Kim Wayans, they were all on this show. So. during the halftime, they aired a live show on Living on In Living Color, and um, it says it was one of the first del- first deliberate attempts at counter programming. The show drew 22 million people away from the Super Bowl telecast, who had Gloria Estefan and Brian Boitano and Dorothy Hamill, ice skaters Brian Boitano and Dorothy Hamill, and the University of Minnesota marching band. So. Um, 22 million people, I remember, we switched over to watch the In Living Color sketch. Um, and uh, let's see here, which was hysterical. Um, that's when they did the... Um, 
<laughs> so <laughs> it's so funny. Um, hang on, I'm getting to it. It had Damon Wayans and. Uh, what the heck? Sorry. That's the Big Bang Theory. Yeah, I was going to say that's the Big Bang Theory. <laughs> that's the Big like, Bang what? Theory. Um, <laughs> so they played these two, uh, like, homosexual guys. David, It was David Allen Greer and Damon Wayans, and they played these homosexual guys. And they were, like, talking about, um, about you know, all, like, the, the, the great football players. And they were like, well, I like Dick Butkus. And, you know, I, my favorite football player is Bob Greasy. I remember all this. It was freaking hysterical. So the next year, um, uh, Michael Jackson was the first was the halftime show. So that was 1993, which was Super Bowl 27, which was the Cowboys. That was I think it was the Cowboys and the Bills, wasn't it? I believe. Yeah. So Michael Jackson he performed um, Jam, Billie Jean, Black or White, We Are the World with the Children's Choir and Heal the World. So, um, then they just, they took off from there. They had country singers, um, they had the blues brothers, Dan Aykroyd and, uh, the Bellucci one year. Wow. That was 97. Yeah. Super Bowl 31, which was the Packers. Oh, that was the Packers and the Patriots. That's, uh, Favre's, Favre won that game. That was Favre's Super Bowl. Yeah. But yeah, but they had. The Blues Brothers, ZZ Top, James Brown. Um, and then, of course, then you got Boys to Men, Smokey Robinson, The Temptations, Queen Latifah. It just kind of snowballed from there as far as big names. Um, I mean, now it's considered like you're, you're not like it's like your breakout thing now. Their I would say their first humongous Super Bowl show was Super Bowl 35. Which was the Giants and the Ravens? Who was that? MTV. That was In um, Sync, Aerosmith, Britney Spears, Mary J., Mary J. Blige, and Nelly. Oh yeah. Because before that, you had Phil Collins, Christina Aguilera, Enrique Iglesias, and uh, Tony Braxton, and Disney produced that. You had the Big Bad Voodoo Daddies playing in one. Gloria Stefan played a lot. I don't know why she played so much. So that's when it really started to take off. Um, then you two did Super Bowl 36, which they did a great job. I was about to say that's probably, I'd like to go back and watch that again because they did that uh, a tribute to the September 11th attacks, which was the year yeah. prior. So, yeah, I'm sure they, they did, did a great the, job doing that. But. That was a great Super Bowl half. Some of these are forgettable because I don't remember Shania Twain, No Doubt, and Sting. That was 37. I don't remember that one either. Um, and then, uh, then of course, the big controversial one uh, was uh, Super Bowl thirty-eight, which was New England and Carolina. Uh, that was Brady's first Super Bowl, I believe. That was the, uh, uh, the shirt being ripped off. Yes, the, well, the 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 the, the breast being shown. Yeah, Jessica Simpson, Janet Jackson, P. Diddy, Nelly, Kid Rock, and Justin Timberlake. Nobody remembers any of that. They only remember the end of the. That's a that would have been a forgettable halftime show had he not exposed her boob. That's probably why he did it. Yeah, that's probably why everybody remembers it because you got to see the booby. Um, I so, remember this. Thirty nine was uh, Paul McCartney. I mean, listen to this lineup. They had Paul McCartney, 
in 39. For 40, they had uh, the Rolling Stones. Of course, 2007, 41, with the Colts, we had Prince, which is one of the best Super Bowl halftime shows ever, I think. It's one of my top two. Between that one and 42, 42 was the Patriots and the Giants. Was that? No, that was the first one, wasn't it? That was in Arizona. Um, Tom Petty. Yeah, I bet that one was really good, too. Uh, Prince and Tom Tom Petty are my my top two. Um, Springsteen's played. The Who played. I remember when The Who played. I thought that one was kind of lame. I like The Who. Uh, The Black Eyed Peas, that's the sound was terrible. I think The Who had the same issue as The Black Eyed Peas of their sound system sucked. Because I remember The Black Eyed Peas played for the Colts' second one. And it was uh, yeah, forty five. Kind of sorted out some of their sound system, and I've watched the Black Eyed Peas like live performances on like YouTube and stuff. And they're never that bad. Madonna played one. LMFAO. <laughs> Madonna was the, the headliner. Madonna. LMFAO, Cirque du Soleil, or Nicki Minaj, it? MIA, CeeLo Green, Beyonce. Oh, I remember. I remember that one. I wasn't big on that one. Destiny's Child was the. Uh, What's this one? Is this 48? 48 was Bruno Mars with the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Bruno Mars. That was a good That's my number one. Uh, yeah, he's such an entertainer. But then you got Katy Perry with the left shark in uh, oh, yeah. 39 with Missy Elliott in Arizona. And I kept on, I don't think I remember this, is because it, would, it says Missy Misdemeanor Elliott. And my dad would be like, can't we just get somebody good? Why do they have to play this crap? All the time, and he got my mom. Bless her heart. She's like, "That's misdemeanor Elliot, John." And she kept. She said like three times, "That's misdemeanor Elliot. That's Missy misdemeanor Elliot." Like, Has she ever got a misdemeanor though? I don't know, but she was. Yeah. that was her name. She was Missy misdemeanor Elliot, and my mom just kept repeating misdemeanor Elliot for some reason, and it just cracked me up. Because you know, since I'm a boomer, my parents, um, my actually my parents are pre-boomers. Believe it or not. So, <laughs> that is the, hands down the worst halftime show ever. Which one? Coldplay. Oh, God. Coldplay. I, I was dreading that. I got in trouble because I think it was quoted as saying if Coldplay Buddy Hollied into the side of a mountain, I wouldn't be sad. I got a lot of trouble for saying that. They have one good song in Viva La Vida. That wasn't even good. I thought Yellow was better. Because they, all they tried to do in that Super Bowl was make a political statement. You had Beyonce, yeah, Coldplay, Beyonce, Bruno Mars. Bruno Mars saved that halftime show. Yeah. He really well, did. If Bruno Mars wouldn't have been there, that would have sucked. But the Lady Gaga show was good. That was 51. Yeah. She put on a good show. Justin, I don't remember Justin Timberlake. He did a lot of, like, Prince covers. That Is that when uh, everybody thought that they were going to get back together with NSYNC and they didn't yeah. come out? Oh, I, I forgot do about not how remember. big of a letdown. Oh. Huh? The Maroon 5 one and the one in Georgia. I remember there was a big rumor going around that Big Boy and Andre 3000 were going to get back together for that one in Atlanta. And also they were going to do a, a Sponge SpongeBob was going to show up for a, for the halftime show. <laughs> oh, that's right. And they actually, I, I, Travis Scott getting introed into the, the concert was... Uh, Squidward's voice, and then it was Travis Scott doing his stupid song that was a hit that year. 
Yeah. I, I remember watching it with my parents. My mom's like, what the heck is this? Like they were they were they did not like it. They did not like sicko mode. Yeah. Sicko mode, Travis Scott intro yeah. referencing sweet, sweet victory by Sponge and SpongeBob. Yeah. Oh, that pissed me off. I turned it off after that. Is that when everybody <laughs> got pissed off about the SpongeBob thing? Yeah. I remember that. Then last year we had uh Shakira and J Lo. Honestly, the best visual uh super uh, half <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Those hips and, and Shakira and her tongue. <laughs> That's right. Out the, camera. The, the goat meme started hitting. Uh, so I can say my top three were, uh, well, I, if I put a top five together in no particular order, it would be Tom Petty, Prince, um, Paul McCartney, U2, and... Us two. Oh, thank you. Probably Springsteen. But I remember that Aerosmith Instinct Britney Spears one wasn't too bad, though. But I think those would be my top five. My uh, Shakira and J-Lo. Um, Bruno Mars. <laughs> well, Bruno Mars. It'd probably be Bruno Mars over Springsteen. That the Justin Timberlake was good, Prince was good, and Lady Gaga was pretty good. Yeah. But mine is also so, recent bias because you know we're younger so and it's you know more of our music than yeah that's what i was gonna say i really don't remember a lot i do remember the prince one a lot because i remember the stage was shaped like a guitar yeah and he had that the he sang purple rain behind yeah he was like yeah and it was he was like behind like a curtain or something and you can see his outline that that was was freaking awesome but i do remember I've always been a big Tom Petty fan, and I, I re- you know what? He just came out there and he just sang a song, and he, he just sang, he just sang everything. He had "American Girl," "I Won't Back Down," "Free Fallin," and "Running Down a Dream." He came out and sang them, and that was it. And it was a, it's okay with me. So, I'm sure. Well, how do we think got- the what? Go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say like, how do we how do we think the weekend's gonna do today? <sighs> His these are going to be amazing because it's the weekend and he does he's a great performer or it's going to suck completely. It's it's not going to be in the middle like a mess show kind of like uh, um, Katy Perry's. Yeah, you think I it's going to be like Katy Perry's? Oh, the only thing I know him from is that song that's on TikTok. You know that. That's on the set list. It's already on the set list on Wikipedia, and they haven't oh, even played it yet. Yeah, what? is it that song? Blinding lights. Yeah. Wait, uh-huh. does he sing "Cake by the Ocean"? No. <laughs> it shows you how up to date I am. <laughs> no. Is that the it? The Blinding lights. Is that that song? Yeah. The yeah, one thing I'm extremely excited about with the weekend is he does a lot of music with uh, Daft Punk. And I'm yeah. hoping Daft Punk makes an appearance. Oh, yeah, that would be awesome. Would, Aren't they I European, would... though? They're French, yeah. Yeah, they can't get over here. Yeah, they I can. had no idea. That's cool. Yeah, with, uh, <laughs> with they COVID, were, they're they trapped. They were all the time. <laughs> so you can't say that I'm. it's not my music. Hell, I love the Bruno Mars one. That was good. Listen to this lineup he sang. He sang Locked Out of Heaven, Treasure, Runaway Baby. Um, then he sang Give It Away with Red Hot Chili Peppers. And then he sang Just the Way You Are. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a solid. That's some solid. I, I actually go back at least every once in a while. Every, 
every couple of months I'll rewatch his uh, show. <laughs> oh, the Katy Perry, the left shark guy on Katy Perry, though he can't beat that. So it's he's probably he's definitely for... gonna. Yeah, he's. I hope they do Star Boy. That'd be good. That'd be. That's what that. Yeah. Uh, if if I hear the Around the World intro, I'm gonna I'm gonna cream myself. <laughs> what? Go get. Be prepared to change your pants. Get fresh yes. underwear. <laughs> I don't know that many. I've heard the. I have heard the new that I have been hearing the weekend song. Let me look up the weekend and say what. Oh wait, hold on. We forgot about something. Speaking of halftime shows, so it was. Let's see what the halftime show was. So this was in 1999. Okay. So uh, anybody know what the halftime show was in 1999? Here we go. I didn't watch it. I'll tell you that right now. The halftime show was. It was Super Bowl 33. Which was the Broncos and the Falcons. So the Broncos won that one. They had Gloria Estefan, Stevie Wonder, Big Bad Booty, Big Bad Voodoo Daddy, and Savion Glover. Okay. But the, on the USA Network, uh, that was during the Attitude Area of the WWF, now the WWE. Uh-huh. So they had Sunday Night Heat. What? So they had Sunday Night, so they had Halftime Heat, which was an empty arena match between The Rock and Mankind for the WWF Championship. Right. So <laughs> it was kind of it was kind of it was kind of hokey and funny at the same time, but it didn't matter. Cause well, isn't that the WWF anyways? In the Attitude Era, yes. I mean, they were all over that arena. They were backstage. They were hitting each other with golf carts and let's, and, you know, let's be they, honest. I grew up in the Attitude Era. <laughs> so how the so. Mankind, he beats The Rock for the WWF Championship, right? And it was a no-holds-barred match. You could, no rules, anything. And I remember he, he The Rock got knocked down somehow. And <laughs> so you see The Rock laying on the ground, right? And you see Mankind driving a forklift, and he comes over. And, like, there's a camera shot of The Rock, like, on the ground, like he's watching the, the pallet come down on top of him. So Mankind lowers this pallet on top of The Rock, and then he gets on top of the pallet. And they one, two, three count it, and that's how mankind wins the WWF championship over the rock on Sunday night heat. Um, I was wondering how many people when it got a uh, it doesn't say I don't know if it's if it talks about um, that on this counter programming. It does not they don't bring up the counter programming for that. So I don't know what the rate the I don't know how many viewers went over to watch um Went over to watch that. Um, I got a question. Is there any counter-programming you guys have ever actually like turned the Super Bowl off to watch? Just the halftime shows. No, not that I remember. Th- th- those yeah. are the only two I remember was In Living Color and uh, the Halftime Heat because the Rock and Mankind for the... We watched those. Those are the only two I remember. But they had, it was like under... It was like a 20-minute time frame, so you knew to switch back to the game. Yeah. You didn't miss but anything. 20 minutes is still, you know, a good time to turn off that show. The Katy Perry halftime show was seen by 118.5 million viewers. It's the most the watched television time? broadcast in American history. Oh, maybe that one then. Good God. And um, I don't, I believe 
the performers do not get paid for the halftime shows, if, I, if I'm correct. I don't think they do. Either. I don't think they do. I think it's a, for the most part, it's a big advertising thing for them. Because if you look at like their ratings, for the most part, afterwards, it's always gone up. Right. Well, I don't know. I might have switched over and watched the Butt Bowl with Beavis and Butthead in 1994. <laughs> oh, no, wait. Hold on. Maybe 1998, which was Super Bowl 32. On Celebrity Deathmatch, they had Howard Stern versus Kathleen Gifford, Pamela Anderson versus RuPaul, and Hanson versus the Spice Girls. I might have actually watched that. <laughs> I forgot about Celebrity Deathmatch. Oh, what a good show. In 1999, they had uh, Dolly Parton versus Jennifer Lopez, Michael Jackson versus Madonna, and Mike Tyson versus Holy, uh, Vander Holyfield. So they're, they've all had... <laughs> They had a lingerie bowl in 2004 on pay-per-view. And then on, in 2005, of course, you had Girls Gone Wild. Oh. The king of late night paid programming was those commercials. Girls Gone Wild. That's 2005. Well, you know, I'd stay up late at night just to turn Spike TV or Comedy Central on just to see those commercials. <laughs> when I was little. The Hallmark Channel had an alternate programming, if you wanted, from the heart, favorite commercials from Hallmark Cards as alternate programming to the Super Bowl. It aired during a Little House on the Prairie Marathon for Super Bowl 41. So you could have switched off Prince to watch that, or you could have switched to Fuse for the Pants Off Dance Off. Panzer Bowl one, dancing strippers, football clothing to the music. Oh, dancers stripping football clothing to the music of Super Bowl halftime performer Prince. Fuse also broadcast a wardrobe malfunction marathon of the program on the day of the game. So there was all kinds of, uh, of course, you had the Puppy Bowl, which now the Puppy Bowl has gotten so big, it's like on regular TV. Yeah. Does that usually that usually plays before the Super Bowl, right? Like, they, it was on today, but it was hosted what? by uh, Snoop Dogg and uh, <laughs> Martha Stewart. <laughs> the ones this year are well, Puppy Bowl twenty or sixteen. Hallmark Channel is showing the Kitten Bowl seven, and the Natchum Seagull Network is has the Kosher halftime show, featuring Mir K, Sim Leaner, and Ashley Baker. There you go. Oh, no, that was last year. I'm sorry. There is no alternate programming for this year. So, of all the halftime shows, I remember Super Bowl 15. It was a Mardi Gras-themed thing, and they had, like, a Mardi Gras parade come out during halftime. That sounds cool. Was anybody throwing beads? It it was like women, you know, it was like people in beads and, like, flashy clothing with umbrellas and a jazz band. It really wasn't like a Mardi Gras parade. Uh, well, it was just kind of like Marty Gold. do so much. I, yeah, it was like, I was, and I remember that. And I don't remember why I remember that. But I don't remember <laughs> what happened in, uh, and I, I, I mean, I remember that game. That's the year the Raiders beat the uh, Eagles in the Super Bowl. And they were the first wild card team to win the Super Bowl. Nice. So. Super Bowl 18 was the University of Florida and Florida State Marching Bands, produced by Walt, uh, the Walt Disney Company. I don't remember that halftime show. And that's the Raiders beat the, uh, 
the Redskins. So I only go back to like Super Bowl 10, 11. So as the ones I remember. I do have a question for you guys. I was thinking about this. So, I mean, a lot of the halftime shows are at least all of them, if not most of them recently are all like musicians, really. Do you think there could ever be any other form of entertainment like for halftime shows? Like I'd love to see like a comedy, a comedy stand up halftime show. But would it keep people at the stadium in their seats? Would it sell ad space? Yeah, that's that. That's one thing. I guess the ad it, thing. Plus, it depends on the comedian. I mean, like if they had yeah. like, um, like if it's so like Dane Cook, even in his prime, yeah, I would look for alternate programming. Same, like Daniel Cook in his prime couldn't do it. Um, the Redneck Comedy Tour probably couldn't do it. You don't they think the Redneck? Big. I bet you the Redneck Comedy Tour could you do know, it. They're I, more wholesome. Kevin that's Hart a big. That's a big. Or even Gabriel Glacius. Those two could probably could do it. You could even have multiple ones. You could do like two I, like 15-minute sets or something. I just think the music is probably a safer, more productive. Or pro- but art... Beca- all right, so and I know, like, okay, so they got the weekend this year. They have really gotten into more of the modern music lately. Um and I don't know if that's does that hurt them a little with no, people watching the game? Because you gotta think of it this way, there are probably more people mine and Mikey's age than like maybe your age watching it now. Like I don't believe that because mm. you're 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 your age group doesn't they they don't go to sporting events anymore. I mean that's yeah, just a, that's just a statistical fact. Show me that's, the stats. That's, right? that's straight across find, the board. Find me the stats that show that, and I'll believe you. Nobody goes. They don't go to baseball games. They don't, they don't have time. They don't want to go sit and and for they, they want to do something else. The last older person they had was Madonna, and I mean that's eighties, nineties. They had the Black Eyed Peas. The last, the last older group that they had was the Who, and that was eleven years ago. Also, look at it this way: the older, the newer music probably sells, uh, has better uh, viewers, more viewers. Katie well, Perry apparently, said, you haven't been to a Kiss or Def Leppard show because they sell out arenas out the ass, and so does the Rolling Stones, and that goes back as far as what 2015. So the Stones Katie tour Perry, last time? Lady Gaga, The Weeknd, huh? and Bruno Mars—they all sell out stadiums. Any Metallica. That, <laughs> yeah, and exactly. You know you what? You know, I remember <laughs> hearing. Um, so, okay, let's, let's, <laughs> let, now that we're talking about, let's talk about uh, the people who've done halftime shows, who are still in the mainstream making music, right? Because I don't oh. think there's going to be a lot of them. Oh. Um, we're the Black Eyed Peas. We haven't Please? heard from them in years. They kind of—they didn't really break up. They like a soft breakup. They still come together and do stuff. LMFAO, CeeLo Green, uh, Nicki Minaj. She done got breaked out by uh, Cardi B. LMFAO had a pretty nasty breakup. MIA. Maroon Five still together. Yeah. Destiny's Child. Well, that's Beyonce. Bruno Mars is still popular. 
Lenny Kravitz played with Katy Perry. Lenny Kravitz is phenomenal. I saw him open for Aerosmith. Coldplay. Beyonce. Um, Bruno Mars. Doesn't Bruno, hopefully Bruno Mars got something coming out soon. Lady Gaga. Justin Timberlake. He's still doing stuff. Is Travis Scott and Big Boy doing stuff? Big Boy's a producer. He's he he hasn't really done music since uh, at least you know to my knowledge since he he and uh, when he, Outkast broke up. Right. But he does um, he does producing. But I mean, a lot of these. I remember. So I remember this interview with Joe Elliott. Joe Elliott is lead singer of Def Leppard. And so, like back in the day, back in the and even this this even goes way back. Like John Mellencamp, he had a minor hit on his second record, which was "I Need a Lover." Um, on it was nothing. Uh, what was it? Nothing else matters. And what if it did? And nothing came off his first album. Def Leppard didn't really hit till Pyromania, and I think that was their second or third record. Bon Jovi didn't hit till Slippery When Wet, which was their second or third record. Back then. I mean, even New Kids on the Block, it was their second record before they did anything. And I think the Backstreet Boys was the same way. You didn't hit big until your second or third record. You might have gotten some airplay for your, from your first record. But that's kind of where you kind of built your fans in. You know what I mean? And nowadays, there's... If you don't hit on your first record, you're nothing. And then if your second record doesn't hit, you're gone. And he's right. There's no. There, how do you how do you establish a fan base when it's your first record that hits huge? You know what I mean. Usually, you start out with your first record or your second record gets a little bigger. You start opening for people, then you go out on do your do your own headlining tour. You don't have that. In, you, very rarely do you have that anymore, which I think hurts the longevity of musicians. Yes, I never really thought about it. I never really thought about it. I don't know. Yeah. You just, I, I'm guessing they're just, they're just trying to put out hits that'll go on TikTok or something. And then they'll, then they'll get known or something. I don't know. I mean, where is Nicki Minaj? Is she still popular? I don't know. Her is beauty there, is it, what. Is it because of uh, like she's been she's been replaced by Cardi B and uh, uh, someone else? Uh, the, but, uh, but I, I guess what my I guess what my point on that is okay. So like we've had Tom Petty and we had um, you had Prince, Tom Petty, Bruce Springsteen, The Who, McCartney, U two in twenty thirty years because I mean McCartney started in the sixties. Springsteen started in the seventies. Petty started in the seventies. So did Prince, and they're playing. They're playing. The the Stones started in the sixties. They're playing music for the halftime show thirty forty years after they were big. In thirty or forty years, who from this era is going to be playing a halftime show? Maroon Five, Bruno Mars. I mean, is, are they going to have an F, is LMFAO going to get back together for Super Bowl 72 and come out and sing Party Rock Anthem? 
No, because those two guys, from what I remember, know hate each other now. <laughs> well, but the Eagles hated each other, and they got back together. <laughs> I mean, I'm just asking. This is. I'm just. I am curious. I don't know because we're not there yet. <laughs> I mean, I could see maybe Lady Gaga or Justin Timberlake doing it. Obviously, like you said, Maroon Five. But is Travis Scott going to be? Is he that big where he could come back in twenty years? Is he going to be like he, say like if LL Cool J came out and sang at the halftime show? I would be like, holy Travis crap! It's LL Cool J. So, huh? Travis Scott wasn't a headliner. No, he wasn't. But I mean, I think I don't know. He might be able to come back. It'd be like maybe I. I'm thinking too much of Travis Scott, but it'd be, I mean, he's not a headliner, so it doesn't make sense, but I'm thinking like maybe in a little, like five years or so, I mean, I mean five, maybe 10 years he could come out, but it's like if maybe P. Diddy or something, if he came out right now, that'd be like almost the same as if Travis Scott came out and 10 years or well, something. If P. Diddy came out, even, even Nelly, we all know that rap careers aren't, they're not long, really, for for a lot of them. I mean, I love Nelly. Nelly was super hot in the early two thousands. Do do they even play him anymore? I mean, is he making music? I don't think he is. I mean, this I mean, this goes for this goes way this goes for Run DMC. This goes for the Beastie Boys. This goes for LL Cool J. The people that paved the way for rap music. You know, you oh my know. God, he's um, talking to Payton. Huh. I mean, the, I I have to search for to see if Ice Cube's putting out new movie, two, new movie, new movies, new movies. Yeah, new music. So the rap careers don't seem to last as long as maybe a pop career or a country career. Or and country's getting the same way. It's just a flash in the pan. So I am kind of curious of of who, let's say, twenty years from now, who from today's era would be playing twenty years from now. I could say Lincoln Park would have probably been there. Yeah. I like Pearl that. Jam could play now, I think. Easy. Um, oh, uh, a lot of those guys are gone, though. The guy from I would think Chains a lot gone. of rock stars. The Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters, yeah. That's I could see the Foo Fighters playing a halftime show. Yeah. Or Blink-182. So it's just an interesting thing to think about, you know, what, what, who, who's popular now would be able to play, you know, Justin Bieber. I, I agree. That's what I said. Justin Timberlake is one of those that could play 20 years from now. And he may Justin still be Bieber. putting out music. Not Timberlake. Oops. Bieber and Timberlake are two different people, Boomer. <laughs> oh, Justin Bieber could be, that would, that would be a good show. Why don't they get Justin Bieber? He's safe. I like that lonely song he's got. <laughs> His music has matured. Maybe they could get maybe they could get uh, ludicrous. That would he's really not appropriate, you know, lyric appropriate for the halftime show, but still. (laughs) Okay. Post Malone, will Post Malone be around in twenty years? No. (laughs) You're so confident in that. Oh, I like him. I like him, but yeah, he. I mean, 
not twenty years, maybe even five. But his music's only good for the edgy kids right now. <laughs> so we could say in twenty years we might see Bruno Mars, Maroon Five, um, uh, Justin Timberlake, Lady Gaga. Right, that's a pretty good set, actually. Um, maybe some little Dicky. We should get some little Dicky out there. Maybe he could play a halftime show. I've been pulling for years to have Weird Al Yankovic to do the halftime show. That would be awesome. He'll never pull any crowd. Are you well, kidding what? me? Yeah, he won't. Everybody will turn the channel. I like. Nobody him. would Don't turn the channel. Wrong. I like him. But yeah, he'll help people turn a channel. No, he I, would turn that I think Weird Al could headline a Super Bowl halftime show. If you've he ever probably, seen he him probably live, be a guest. He if you've ever seen him live, you would probably change your mind that he couldn't carry a halftime show. I'm sure he has a lot of energy, but he'll yeah, he'll he'll probably You know what I'm surprised they haven't gotten is like uh, oh fuck. What's his no, name? No, not him. Um, Garth Brooks. Well, I was looking in 94. I think it was 1994. They had a a country halftime show. See, they could do a boy band halftime show now. They could have um, the Backstreet Boys, uh, New Kids on the Block, Boys to Men. They could all do one show. That would be kind of cool. Um... Let's see when there was a country one, but it did not have Garth Brooks, but he might have been too big. Yeah, they had... They, they two had Kids on the Block did play 25. They had a country one. I forget when it was, but I, I saw it. Yeah, here it is. It was uh, Super Bowl 28, which is the Georgia Dome. Oh. It had Clint Black, yeah. Tanya Tucker, Travis Tritt, and the Judds. Now, I could see Travis Tritt. That guy can play. He's good in concert. I saw him probably in around that era. Um, Super Bowl, that was who? That was Buffalo and Dallas. Oh, that was a horrible Super Bowl. Yeah, they had um, Stevie Wonder, Ashley Judd, Lisa Hartman Black, the Georgia Satellites, Joe Namath, Elijah Wood, and Charlie Daniels all joined in the, the finale of Love Can Build a Bridge by the Judds. So they've had one country halftime show. But yeah, I think Garth Brooks could pull it off. Um, <sighs> I don't. I just. I don't know. I don't listen to country that much. Maybe Luke Combs. Maybe Luke Bryan. Maybe Morgan Whalen. No. Yeah, Morgan Whalen yeah. can pull it off. Now. <laughs> <laughs> He's canceled. <laughs> he ain't doing nothing. Miley Cyrus. She will never get asked to do a halftime show. Yeah, dead. She will hump up. Hell yeah, she won't play football. I don't know why that Justin Timberlake, um, Janet Jackson one is not as popular. You had um, P. Diddy sang "Bad Boy for Life," and then you had "Hot in Here" by Nelly, "Mo Money," "Mo Problems." Then you had Kid Rock come out and sing "Ball with the Ball" and "Cowboy." And then Rhythm Nation was Janet Jackson, and then they did Rock Your Body. That was Justin Timberlake. He, that was the only song he sang. Justin Timberlake with Janet Jackson, Rock Your Body. And then he exposed her nipple. Nice. 
That was in 2004. Can you believe that? Was that long ago? We're old then, men now. Then they got well, safe and went to the that's when the, that's when the older people started coming in because the years that followed was McCartney, the Stones, then Prince, then Tom Petty, then Springsteen, then the Who. Then they started circling back around again in 2011 for 50 for 45, which was Black Eyed Peas. So there's your history of the halftime shows. And that was the Steelers. And the Packers, uh, oh, that was Aaron Rodgers for a Super Bowl win, or his only Super Bowl win. win. So All there right. you go. Who's going to win tonight? Who we got? I know That's we said people. this probably last um, week. But... Chiefs. Chiefs. I, got I don't know. Brady's just, it would be kind of cool to see a home team win, but I freaking hate the Buccaneers. God almighty. Good. So I don't care who wins. Um, I'm going to say the Chiefs by three. Just because oh, it's an AFC team. They would cover. <laughs> Chiefs by three. There you go. That's my pick. And I'm sure All we'll right. discuss it on next week's episode. You want to take us out with some uh, uh, shower thoughts, Mikey? All right. It's a short one. I looked for it. And I kind of like it. Kind of. I don't know. Anyway. Your stomach thinks all potato is mashed. <laughs> Very true. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, it's an iffy one. I'm not really sure on that one. but That was okay. I'll, but... I'll, I'll come back. Oh, wait. No, there's this other one I was going to read. but uh, Read it. All right, you you convinced me. Uh, when a pregnant woman swims, she is a human submarine. <laughs> is that a little better? <laughs> that was a good one. I like that one. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess I'll take well, this out with that. No, one. No, on. like, comment. You know, subscribe. You know, on the on the YouTube. On Spotify, on uh, podcast, iTunes podcast, uh, tune in. Um, no one comments still, so no one's. But that. we're still getting thumbs down, guy. So hi to the thumbs down guy. We got another okay. episode for you to not like right here for you. So you're welcome. All right. If you, if you don't know who your nerds are, I don't know how. No, it's got to be like. We'll keep you up to date on all the movie, video games, sometimes music, sometimes streaming episodes. And, of course, we're always talking about movies and sports. And you'll never have to wonder, who's your nerds?